Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. And welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith. Here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. In the flesh. Hey, now. Earlier in the week, we had to emergency podcast because we could not take any more submissions to this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. There's just so many bad players. There were two or they're bad not, games. They're not bad players. No, Chuck. they play bad in the NBA. Humans. Bad people. Bad people. Well, boys, the shop is very, very easy this week. It really is. And I thought it was a slam dunk, but no, it's not. There yeah. was a twist. I want I want to run it this week without even looking at the stats. <laughs> oh, I might, I might give you that opportunity. But here we are again, guys, podcasting for the fourth year in the four years of our podcast on the exact same topic. Yeah. Cavs, Warriors. We haven't changed. We have never known any other finals in the history of our show. I know. Isn't that weird? Is it related? A B. This is a very like existential. We have no control. Everything's inevitable. Edition of right podcast. destiny. I am somehow feeling really good, like the person who went all chalk in their March Madness bracket. Right, I've got for correctly picking the finals. I've got all season. I've got the like fact, uh, four years in a row. You and Stephen A. Smith finally, uh, finally in finally synchronization. Got it right. I feel like Patty Hearst, where like I was super bummed like immediately as the finals were set, but then it took me all of two minutes to be like, oh, this will be fun. This will oh, be good. This is how it should have been. I'm not worried about it. And we'll, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, everyone talking about their malaise, their boredom. Psh, get out of here. I know. Anyway, breakfast, gentlemen. Did we have it? Well, John and I rode together to podcast today. And he, we had uh, an experience. Yeah, we did. We went to the BK over there, over here by your house, over off Wedgwood. Classic. In, we, had a th- we had the rare occurrence where we were going to be early. And then Keith was like, no, 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 do not be early. Do not be early. Early will not mean we finish sooner. Yeah, yeah, because we have all the babies. Mm -hmm. Ah, as if on cue. As on cue. She heard us. This is uh, Doris just yes-anded you. This is quote-unquote summer break. Mm. So uh, I have the older one who uh, saw a commercial for Solo today, pointed at Chewbacca and said, look, Dada, Beauty and the Beast. Oh. I thought he would have said, look, Dada. Do you dread... Summer break as much as your kid cherishes summer break? Not as much because, one, my kid is three and does not cherish summer break no. at all. Oh. Uh, so, no, I'm no longer in that nightmare world of actual school-age parents right. where summer break is a is a is just a nightmare. I just remember, First like, my dad, anytime he said the word spring break, he would say it kind of like Jerry Seinfeld said Newman and then would take a very long drag from his... Jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went so, to a Burger King, yeah. and it was like it John McClane couldn't get out of this parking lot. Yeah, dude. It was, it was scary. Like, it was, I, we almost had to cancel the podcast because we pull in, and then 
by the way the parking lot is designed and the sheer number of box trucks oh. that wanted to go through the fast food. A lot of painters there today. Sherman Williams. <laughs> we were trapped. Like right. we ended up pulling in and eating inside because there was no other choice. Right. I don't what is the etiquette of the semi pulls into parking lot and then unloads something? My etiquette was to honk at them a lot. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah. They just wouldn't move. Nobody would move and every we needed everyone to get as close as possible. And then we just gave up and parked and yeah. walked inside. I put the I put it in part, looked at Chuck and said, the demon's about to come out. He's like, watch me. He was going to go <laughs> curse this guy in a Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> and Chuck was like, just park. We'll go inside. We'll go inside. <laughs> I don't want to fight nobody. <laughs> you would have had to fight for me. You would have had to fight for my honor. <laughs> yeah, what is I that? would have gotten this guy so enraged that I would have pointed to my knee and said, my knee hurts. This gentleman will be my squire. Shall substitute right. for me. I will battle in tribute. <laughs> yeah. He will be my, my trial by combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, what did you guys have at BK? Uh, John had already ate breakfast, so yes. uh, I'll let you tell you your breakfast, and then I'll tell mine. Well, um, I thought Chuck would get you know like a number four breakfast four or something just four, just a number four, you know, a numbered thing. I got, I got but I look over and Chuck has his phone out. And next thing I know, Chuck has app. ordered through the app. He's got to get them points. Two original chicken sandwiches, two orders of fries, and then at the when he saw that it was only going to be like four ninety nine for all of that, he threw on a like a handful of nugs. Yeah, I was like, they got ten chicken nuggets for a dollar sixty nine. And I made him Ooh. get me. I made him get me a drink, and. The, the, the drink must have messed with the price somewhat because drinks are where the money's made. It's the biggest you. ripoff. And Chuck was, when she said the total back, Chuck was like, no, 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 that's, that's wrong. Yeah. I oh, usually I, get a cup of water. <laughs> I'm all about that. He yeah. was like, that's wrong. I and like, I, no, and, and are you sure? And she was like breaking it down for I was him. like, it's t- wait, it was $8? <laughs> no, <Yeah>. sorry. <laughs> I was in awe and I really wanted to just throw something on there, but I'm trying not to be as disgusting as I usually am. So I somehow didn't do it. But we'll have uh, we'll have a time lapse video of Chuck eating that entire feast up for our Patreon listeners and supporters I soon. Feel very very well, sluggish. John, what did you have for breakfast before all this? I occurred? had uh, I made my own pupusas. What? Yeah, I did the cornmeal thing. That's and incredible. It was fun. Uh, I would not say it was a success. Is a pupusa marsupial? It's kind of like it's definitely it's a pouch. It has a pouch. It is a pouch full of cheese and beans. Oh. It's like, like, what is it, El Salvadoran, I believe, Chuck? Uh, yes, El, El Salvadorian. But my life was completely taken over by a delivery man this morning, so I was up and had time, so I made something weird. Mm. That's an incredible breakfast. That's pretty good. Home home with with the boy. He wanted some uh, chocolate chip muffins from a little pack. You know, like, Love it. Yeah, it was pretty good. Also, some leftover fruit. Mm. Not bad. I it mean, not, like, not bad for me. Sounds like it was an actual muffin. Ac- you know. Accidentally ate something healthy. Well, I mean, it was... Chocolate chip. <laughs> no, the fruit. Things. The fruit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was fun to explain. Uh, it was like a fruit salad that we take into a Memorial Day cookout. And the boy said, uh, it, the fruit's wet. I'm like, well, yeah, like the, the juices from the fruit. And he knows the word juice because juice is like the best mm-hmm. treat you can give him. And he was like, juice? And I'm like, yeah, like that's fruit juice. And he was like, there's juice in the fruit? Yeah, the chosen people. Uh Right, John. Uh, and um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but then, but then we did the fun game. I'm like, like, what do you think apple juice comes from? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> and it was like, does it come from oranges? And he's like, no, does it come from apples? And then he wanted to know about banana juice. <laughs> and I was like, I don't. He said it comes from concentrate. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know about the banana juice. Uh, yeah, here's a weird thing I found out. Uh, kids are dumb. You got to teach them everything. 
Yeah. I spent a solid hour with uh, Chuck's child recently. Yeah, I just sorry for that kid. No, nah, no, nah, I just left him at the bar, and apparently John was uh, just giving him sour limes to eat, and then threw. <laughs> oh, you know about these things oh, now? Of course, I know. My son tells me everything, <laughs> and then he was like, "He's like, okay, no, I'll put a little sugar on it, and you put, uh, I guess, but bitters." Or, I did put bitters. He on put there. bitters on a <laughs> lime and handed it to my son, and my son all the while was very suspicious. <laughs> was like, that does not look sweet. And my relationship with Chuck and my relationship with Chuck's son are identical. Yeah, it's just trolls. As I <laughs> just tortured them. the young man. <laughs> I, I got him to eat limes, which I promised were sweet. Um, yeah, he did. And then when he didn't like the limes, we put sugar water on it, which was, in fact, bitters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I told him, okay, I was just kidding. Limes aren't sweet, but lemons are very sweet. Here, eat this lemon. <laughs> And then when the lemon was still sour, I said, oh, I guess we better try the sugar water again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to feed him actual food off the food truck. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I don't trust you. <laughs> I, I tried to give him, I tried to give him a, a tater tot with some anything else cheese here. on it. And mm-hmm. he was like, no, I don't. I just want the tater tot. I know what that is. What are you putting on top of that? Because right, right. I I put cheese was on tater tots. I probably on my thought food you were truck. giving them that sassy sauce. Bitter oh, sassy, sassy sauce. That's sassy sauce. That's, 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 that's sauce. for our Patreon only secret story, yeah. child, child abuse story. I haven't on our done the sassy sauce yet. <laughs> All right. Well, those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often, frequently, the first time we talk about the NBA. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? Uh, we'll just skip the NBA. I, I yet yeah, last week, um, big mistake. Ma- made a big mistake. Proclaimed that uh, put me in a crisis mode. That Robert Anthony De Niro was in fact Irish. <laughs> now, by you know, it's the, not so much that you said he was Irish. You said he was not. He was not Italian, Italian but he has Italian. In, his dad is Italian, right? Oh, and. His dad's mother is Irish, so he's technically so he's kind of like so Henry in the, Hill. He's kind of like Henry Hill in the Cosa Nostra. He couldn't be a made guy. He couldn't be a made guy. He couldn't be one of us. But you can't. I mean, you can't. Or just, a friend of ours. You, still, you would get. You could. I mean, you could be in some serious trouble for saying something like this. I know, and I just wanted to make sure that, that I made it perfectly clear that Robert De Niro, his name is his name. You could be like entering a parlor. Right. <laughs> you could be entering a parlor with Martin Scorsese's dad, and the last words you would say are, "Oh no, bam!" Uh, but yeah, sorry, sorry, Bobby D. Uh, I, you know, I questioned your uh, your bona fides. I thought last would... week you just strolled into the podcast and told me God was dead. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and really, and I now apo- you're just coming in. And says, oh, I'm sorry. It's really my apologies to John. So yeah. <laughs> My apology is, I guess, to further clarification. On two weeks ago, the game of scones, when we were doing 40-point triple-doubles and right. how rare they were, and David Robinson was guest, and I said it was wrong. And then I, d- I did re-specify these were just rebound and assist. And then it was brought up again last week that he did have 40-point triple-doubles. For the record, yes, David Robinson had 40-point triple-doubles. He did not have them with rebounds and assist, but it was my own laziness two, year- two weeks ago for not doing two separate basketball reference searches <laughs> and uh, finding out. Because, you know, there's only so many like, categories you can do on each search, and, and, and I couldn't do 10. It's hard. Those searches are difficult sometimes. So the, there were more 40-point triple-doubles, and despite spelling it out if, in I was just elaborately, impressively wrong. Comp, well, I'm going to say uh, share the blame. Uh, I, I could have done better. Errors all over the place. Yeah. I... Uh, 
did not credit John Feinstein with writing the punch as he did. I made up some difference uh, conglomerate of him and David Halberstam. I think you John said Halberstam. You, uh, Chuck Klosterman Halberstam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was, your, uh, was your incorrect. Klosterman hyphen Polaniuk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those were our breakfast in bed apologies. Before. Is Polaniuk's choke about that time that Dr. J choked uh, yeah, Larry is, Bird? It actually mm-hmm. is. I, always, I haven't read that. But it's I it's good. Uh, it's very good for all ages. And Fight Club's read about, about basketball. The Fight Club's about the uh, mouse, mouse, mouse of the palace. Oh, I yeah. knew that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> before we get to our steak and eggs, we have a few listener submitted questions. The croissant questionnaire. Any questions? Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. The interestingly named Fentropy asks... I like that. Home court has been absurd in these playoffs. One need not look any further than every single Boston series. The home road splits for field goal percentage are absurd. This made me wonder, should we move the finals to a model similar to the NFL and have the finals at a neutral field every year? I think Seattle should get it so we can rub salt in the wound as they watch one of their former squad year after year. What do you guys think? Neutral um, neutral court? Well, obviously this, this question was written before the Game 7s. Right. Uh, neutral court, no. Yeah, I'm going to say no hard. Hard no. Hard no. No. Hard no. No. It's silly. I mean, it's a. This big... is written by someone who has never been to a Super Bowl, probably, because there are no real fans there. Exactly. It's just corporatized nonsense. Mm-hmm. My dad used to take me. I've been to four Super Bowls because my dad worked for a large company back then, worked for Pfizer, mm. and I w- got to go to a, a number of Super Bowls, and uh, it was pretty lame. Did you? Did your dad get like an unlimited supply of Viagra? My dad uh, did make his nuts, so to speak, <laughs> off of uh, demanding to be paid in stock right before Viagra came out, <laughs> which allowed him to retire and then uh, blew all his money being a madman and now will work until the day he dies. So... It sounds like the apple doesn't fall far from the <laughs> degenerate gambler. Pretty good at making nuts in this family and uh, by blowing said nuts. Um, <laughs> would a neutral field... Would it be seven games at different spots? Would, That's what would, I'm would each one be a different one? It's a complex question. So would, what I could see, if it worked, you would only play game sevens neutral. Right? I, see, that would be fun in the finals. Right. Just the game seven. If you Just can the get game it, seven. If you if it's you know three apiece and then the last one, you know, but then you you'd have the difficulty seven. of holding that arena for a thing that happens every, every once ten in years a while. or no, you, years. you you play it in a in a huge municipal you do it in a field. You know, in in Indiana, field of dreams, the field yeah. of dreams. Do you do it at the birthplace of basketball? You I think, I think you make Lawrence, Kansas. I think you make Wait, him what? play in Wembley Stadium. That's it. To a front, uh, to a, a bunch. I think of you just play in Teotihuacan. Yeah, yeah, right. indifferent. And then at the end, you sacri- like the the losing team. You sacrifice their heart to right. Montezuma. Yeah, you... What's the Azteca Stadium? Yeah, in uh, Mexico City. <laughs> All right, what's our what's our next question? Next question. Monte World Peace asks, "What part of Cavs versus Warriors Part Four is most exciting for you?" How much work do you have to do to convince yourself that it is actually exciting? Do you feel like you're lying to yourself? How often do you lie to yourself? Guys, All day, every day. I, I mean, consistently. Sure. I'm, self-delusion is my favorite uh, vice. It's my drug. Um, so It's my anti-drug. Here's the thing. It's the two best teams in the NBA. The world's greatest sports mm, product. We just saw <laughs> the two best teams play on Monday night. I think yeah. these are the two best teams in the NBA. 
Can I get all my grousing out of the way in this question? Go ahead, let's. let's I feel let's, like let's I was so close to hitting my my. So my thing coming into the playoffs was this is the Rockets' year, mm-hmm. and then on the Eastern side is this is the year that LeBron finally can't just sleepwalk to the finals. Sure, and I was so close, but not close enough, and it's going to make me insane. It's going to drive me insane. I saw Oliver Maroney, who's a Twitter personality, covers the Lawrence NBA. Maroney, the former Patriots great. Uh, yeah, with an uncheckered past. <laughs> the Oliver Maroney asking, do, "Do you get any credit for predicting for predicting Rockets and Celtics to win in seven? Yeah, I did isn't, that too. <laughs> isn't that better than predicting, say, like what I did, Cavs and Warriors and gentlemen sweeps? Right. So is is picking the wrong team in seven game series? Somehow more correct than picking gentlemen's sweeps. See, this is why punditry is miserable. And, <laughs> and, and, and why it's no fun at all doing th- this part of this job. Because you just it's, it's hard to be true to yourself and enjoy yourself. Um, and, I, and I tend to lean like, I, don't, I just want to say what I think is going to happen. I don't want to like try to right. game theory it like you just said there. But I really thought, so I really thought this was the Rockets' year. And now I'm always going to wonder about... If it was without that CP3 injury, and then on the other side of the equation, I mean, this is just a very asterisky Roger Maris year. There's so many mm-hmm. because I feel like the Sixers and Celtics were better Every than the Cavs. Every single year. Every that single happens. year. I agree with Steve Kerr. If Iguodala hadn't gotten hurt, Kerr was saying he's pretty sure they went in five. Yeah. And, and I feel that ah, way. Man. They only lost game four. They barely lost game four, and that was with Iguodala hurt. I think the Iguodala thing is, like, dramatically overblown. But Oh, I really don't. L- let's, let's get to the uh, – well, to the. I, I kind of steered yeah. us astray here. Um, so what part of this series is most exciting for you guys? It is an all-time great collection of talent mm-hmm. in the Warriors, the best team in the NBA over the last four years. The best assemblage looking, of talent on one team, yeah, I would think. Looking for this third title in four years against the best player ever. Right. That's that's it for me. I, There's no amount of, oh, I want to see the Rockets or the Celtics for some variety. I don't want that. No. I want these titles to be exclusive. I want, in a very anti-socialist me, I want the rich to keep getting the titles. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a, a, an open club. Right. I don't want to admit anyone into my very private and racist sports club. I want <laughs> you're just a, you're Augusta National. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I find titles to be more interesting when they are hoarded by the few. And so I, I like the fact, yes, we get LeBron James again against the Warriors. For me, that's what titles are. It's the history, it's the teams, and it's uh, fewer things I have to remember when I'm going back over NBA past finals. Joe Lowe's asks, how many Hall of Famers are on the current Golden State Warriors roster? Okay, so obviously Steph and KD, no doubt, first ballot. Sure. Um, you, depending on the rest of his career, Clay. Yeah, I think so. I think definitely. definitely. I think four, four, and and Iggy. I do not think Iggy is a Hall well, of Famer. Iggy has the insane Finals MVP. He has a Finals MVP. It's a nonsense MVP. It's like the Derrick Rose regular season MVP, but less impressive. Yeah, it's worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't think Iggy is close. How many? Yeah. I'm in a basketball reference. I mean, I know Mitch Richmond is in, but <laughs> how many has he made? One All Star game. Iggy? Yeah, more than one. I think he was. Yeah, a multiple All Star in Philly. One in Philly, I would yeah. think, but you know, no. I think it's four. One time, one time All Star. Oh, I was wrong. He was he was two times All Defensive Team, okay. Finals MVP, two time champ. I, but also, then that this goes to the whole Springfield Basketball Hall of Fame. We don't know what gets you in. 
Right. It seems to be anybody. Well, I mean, I think we're we're severely overlooking Nick Young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we just. He's the reason why the I mean, Rockets. And right. I don't want to put a cap on Jordan Bell's career. Right. Just I'm ready. I'm ready to put a cap on. So. <laughs> oh, Jordan Bell, who Durant worst. decided he wasn't passing to halfway through the, the, first, the <laughs> second quarter. When he made like that one good pass play that he made, I was so stunned because I had convinced myself I might be watching the worst player I've ever seen. Yeah, game seven, he was dropping the ball everywhere. That's yeah, so I, I mean, if I had to bet money, yeah, it's Nick Young for finals MVP this year. Jolo's also, I'm gonna, so we're going to go four. four. None of us are putting Iggy in, right? I, I no. If any, I guess if, not. if anyone is, I'm very one time. Ashamed. One time. W- what if he wins I, Finals MVP again? Again? Still no. What <laughs> if What if the Warriors lose Game One without right. him? Right. He comes back, and LeBron James averages 38, 12, and twelve, and they give it to him again. Why do they give it to him that one time? <laughs> I it don't know. Sense. No sense. He wasn't like we was. He missed 12 straight free throws in that series, he, too? He got it just because Steph Curry didn't play sublimely. Right, because he wasn't and, transcendent. And, and, again, Curry's averages that series are insane. Right. right. It was he like he was great. Yeah. It's just, it was like one of the most bizarre narrative-driven stories ever. Yeah. Uh, let me get to Jolo's second question. All things considered, players, coach, and GM, whose future would you rather have, the Celtics or the Sixers? Chuck, why don't you go? Um... Man, that's great. That's a great question. I'm probably ceiling. Uh, you got two, two probably going to be first team all NBA players pro- for a long time, bearing in, barring injury. So Celtics. So Celtics. <laughs> <laughs> you just tricked him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was so. saying Sixers. <laughs> you don't know. Let the record show. Chuck was saying Sixers. No I don't idea. think it's. It might be a contrarian take, but I think it is the Celtics. I don't think it's contrarian. Um, the GM, Especially with the qualifier, the GM part, and the coach part. I mean, you have – they have so many options on places they can go. You have the interchangeable wing-type players. As much as we love Embiid and Simmons, they don't have that interchangeability-type factor to, to their goodness. Yes, you have perhaps the best dominant center, however, with the question mark of, of injury – and then you have, uh, you know, like both futures are incredibly bright. Right. Can I throw a curveball into this? Please. Um, of the two, I think there's a – LeBron's definitely not going to the Celtics. There is a chance LeBron could be on the Sixers. Sure. I can't. Or Durant. I mean, there's a chance that the Sixers will make an addition that would sw- – because I'm also Celtics kind of in a landslide for me. Um, not because uh, – Stevens I mean, and Ainge are – to me, incredible upgrades over Brett Brown, and I don't even want to say his name. Ugh, Colangelo makes me physically ill. Um, and then, like, also the rosters, as much as we love Embiid and Simmons, I, uh, Simmons has the most promise out of all these players, I would think, the, the highest ceiling. I love Embiid. I think he could be great, but also a big guy with a long and checkered injury, injury history. But Tatum is right there. Yeah. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are great all-star players. Terry Rozier looks like uh, short of those. I mean, Terry Rozier, I can't even talk. I'm not ready to talk about him yet. You tell the eye shot portion. You also of the show. still have the the three first-round picks. I was about still to say coming, the picks are insane. Still coming to, to the to the Celtics, um, and obviously getting that one from the Sixers uh, for Tatum. You know, was a. But the LeBron thing makes it interesting. The free agent thing makes it interesting to me. They they both have ways to cap room and like Sixers obviously with cap room so uh, it's close. Both of them have incredibly bright futures. I, I would I would I think we're all weirdly unanimously on the Celtics since you tricked Chuck yes since I since I tricked uh, 
Love Kebabs asks, which is your favorite sport to watch a good brawl in? Dugout clearing baseball brawl? Team fisticuffs on the hockey rink? Did the malice of the palace forever win you over? The occasional NASCAR pit crew brawl tickle your willy? Combat sports are not allowed. Ah, uh, man. My favorite sport to watch a good brawl. Malice of the Palace is amazing, mostly because Jamal Tinsley went and got that uh, dustpan. The dustpan. Yeah. The, the worst sport, sport to watch a fight is football because... They have helmets. They have helmets, and even if the helmets come off, it's kind of silly. I think hockey's kind of disqualified, too, for, not for similar reasons, but I, I love a good hockey fight, and I always, I'll always love the Mike Milbury Boston Bruins fight where he goes into the stands and hits a fan with a shoe. That's pretty great. Beats him with his own shoe. That's if you, amazing. If you're at a sports bar and a hockey fight comes on... It's pretty great. You, well, it's fine, but you almost don't care. It's a part of the... Compared to other sports. Right. That's why I think the answer is baseball. Yeah. Those things, when, they, when, when you know, tw- 50 dudes... Right. It's fifty dudes, and it also starts mono a mono, and then turns into fifty dudes. So right. it's like two. It's like you get like two samurais against each other, and then suddenly hundreds of ninjas fight each other. <laughs> I'm gonna go with either PGA golf <laughs> or Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Uh, if I saw a, a, a chip clearing brawl where people are knocking over chip stacks, going over the table to fight, come on, that'd be the best. Points for non-existence, right? Imaginary um, sports I'd love to see fighting in. That curling. Pick, that pick, he brings up that oh, pit curling crew thing. fight. That's good. Would be YouTube a... curling fight right now. <laughs> Gotta that see ha- There has to be a curling fight. <laughs> I mean, they are Canucks. With those, with, with the people I saw competing in the Olympics with all like their big old beer guts, and you know, there's been some some drinking on a well, curling, uh, international curling. Yeah, there's no curling nothing? fights on. Yeah, the, all I got Keith, is. Keith, I'm going to need you to use examples that exist soon. Mm hmm. I will go with NASCAR. I do like the NASCAR pit fight. Anyone? They're that, really good. Who is any, that guy that jumped into a? That isn't actual the like athletic guys? I think is more interesting. Oh, so you don't have the NASCARs I, as the lead athletes? I want to <laughs> see guys in pleated pants, with, right, with guts getting winded, going at each other. A good old fashioned horseshoe fight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, wasn't there a fight? There was some fight at like some. Uh, there was an amazing, what is it called, cornhole fight. The cornhole fight is what I'm thinking. Holy God, that the video fight is terrifying. Yeah. That, that's what I'm talking about. That cornhole fight in Georgia is like way too indicative of my entire growing up experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was like Walking Dead season six. Oh, so painful. Uh, I'm going with baseball just because one of the greatest moments ever as an Atlanta Braves fan, I always remember this. I had it on a, I had it on a tape forever. There was a Pittsburgh Pirates Braves fight where someone got beaned, and all of a sudden, out of He's not even in the game out of the, uh, what, what is it called? The bullpen or whatever. I yeah, guess he's yeah. hanging out back there with the relief pitchers eating fried chicken or whatever. Bob Horner comes running out screaming. He's got his blonde jerry curl. He's got his gold chains. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and has a cast on his hand. Mm. That can only happen in baseball. That is beautiful. That's pretty That's good. incredible. All right. Well, that was an extra long version of the croissant questionnaire. If you want to submit your own question to be answered, you have to become a Patreon supporter. You do that by going to patreon.com slash breakfast. There you can get access to exclusive bonus content like John and Chuck attacking their Burger King meals or some bonus audio, or you can join the $3 a month Slack chat to talk around the clock about basketball or movies or whatever. And, of course, to submit your own questions to the croissant questionnaire. So support the show, patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. One more time, patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. 
another great way to support the podcast is to download the draft app at draft.com slash fast break. I ended up winning my last six NBA drafts of the season. I don't even know if they're doing any more NBA drafts because there's only one game for the finals. So finish the season strong. What a beautiful app. So if you love uh, playing a little fantasy sports, you can do it for any sport. Baseball season is rolling. Hockey season still going. They got golf. They got everything. So I adored this app. Again, played it every day. Ended up winning a good amount of money playing against the public. So download it. Use our code FASTBREAK. You get a free entry into any $3 game. And again, Draft is confident you will like it as much as I liked the app. That They will guarantee your deposit up to $100. If you lose it all and decide you didn't have any fun or you thought it was a waste, they will refund your money. That's if you use our code FASTBREAK. So baseball fans, get on it. Download the Draft app, draft.com slash fastbreak. Use our code fastbreak. All right, steak and eggs. What's the best thing you saw in the last four days, five days? Uh, I don't know if you guys heard the Houston PA guy. Oh, um, so good. He was <laughs> like stating the Warriors lineup. It was just incredible. I can't. I can't even like. Disdain isn't the word. Indifference. We should play it. Larry David esque. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear it. I heard people talking about it, but I, I didn't hear it. No, really it was insane. The uh, center, six seven from Michigan State, number twenty three, Draymond Green. And one guard, six seven from Washington State, number eleven, Clay Thompson. The guard is 6-3 from Davidson, number 30, Stephen Curry. Head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. I mean, his his tone is basically fart noise. <laughs> yeah, that Steve actually Kerr. was really good. If, I, I'm sad I had to go back and hear that. If, <laughs> if meh was an announcer yeah. voice, <laughs> yeah. Steve Kerr. I don't like these people. <laughs> Stephen Curry. It was much better. Actually, so that's way better than what the Warriors did to the Rockets in game six. The Warriors played the Star Wars Imperial March for the Rockets. <laughs> no, don't do that. That just makes them seem cool. Yeah, that makes that really them is. seem badass. Yeah, like yeah. everyone born in the last 40 years is like, oh, yeah. Man, that's like Kylo a- Ren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the best Star Wars villain ever. Darth Maul. That's really funny. <laughs> um, my, my steak and eggs is the redemption of Jeff Green. Jeff Green, the internet punching bag. Oh, yes, how, I have taken my shots at Jeff Green. How dare he? He's still a bum. However, Jeff Green, the story, you know, he, the man missed an entire season with heart issues. He came back. The Grizzlies. Endured a season with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies, best season in Grizzlies history with Jeff Green. Uh, the Grizzlies gave a first-round pick to Boston for him. And this might all be connected with some schadenfreude. The... Having Jeff Green then defeat the Boston Celtics, who would not give a first-round pick for Tyreek Evans. So having Jeff Green take over for Kevin Love, perhaps take his starting spot. I'm just kidding, but maybe not really. Uh, Having Jeff Green take over in six and seven as kind of fulfilling the potential of what every GM has always thought Jeff Green could be and defeat his former team, the Boston Celtics, that's a great story. I was super irritated because I listened to driving around to some like Fox Sports radio hot take of like how Jeff Green being inserted in the starting lineup for Kevin Love ensures victory. And I was like, oh, what a trash take. And then literally everything that guy said in his insane douchey radio voice came true. 
All it, of it. It was just the perfect example of him attacking the basket when he got a chance. He's always been great in the open court. He actually hit some threes. He did not hesitate on shooting. Looked awesome. And again, one of the huge keys for the Celtics losing that series in addition to them uh, missing every shot they took. Not, I mean, 19 points doesn't sound all that impressive until you realize, what did the Cavs score, like 87 points? That game was like an old Grizzlies game. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the 70s, it seemed like. I mean, the Celtics had to be pretty happy that they kept the Cavs to such a low score. Right. I mean, you, you think, you look at that score, what, what are the, I think Celtics like usually keep, they keep a team under 90 points a game, like when they win. So they had to feel good about it. But right. then, you know, they just uh, shot air ball after air ball after air ball. Now, the moment sometimes overwhelms, and it, uh, you know, can make people, what is it, choke? Similarly, uh, I enjoyed uh, our dear friend, uh, Brayman Green. Uh, Brayman. Just uh, spraying all over the court, missing dunks, getting yam-bagged by James Harden. <laughs> he did almost get the 5x5. Five five. Yeah. Just a point and still Brayman still was probably one of their better players for most of the series, and for the whole playoffs, probably has been their uh, team MVP. But, but, the plays you're going to remember... It's Draymond screwing up, missing dunks, getting blocked, getting swatted. And him being horrified to shoot the three was wonderful, and rightfully so. Couldn't hit a shot. It was weird to watch the Warriors play with only three shooters. They they almost always had two non-shooters on the court. And this brings me back to the Iguodala thing because everyone's talking about how Iguodala being out is such a huge thing. I know that it messes with their flexibility a lot, makes them play all these silly centers and everything. But... What assurance do we have that Iguodala is going to be the player that they want him to be and that he's not going to just be the half-ass guy he was all season long? This is that thing, that, like one of the things I keep harping on, and I want teams to realize that you can't loaf through an entire season of basketball and just turn it on. No. Have you heard of the Cleveland Cavaliers? Wait, didn't didn't LeBron do that? I, I mean, I'm being disproven, just... but I'm being disproven by the result. Well, but th- if you watch thought... Draymond, he can't shoot right now. I thought you were going to say. The Cavs barely make it. I mean, I'm being disproven. I but thought you were going to say what I want to when Iguodala comes back, if he can even get healthy again, because Steve Kerr was saying some very concerning things after game seven oh, that, yeah. that he is not improving. Right. The way the way they anticipated, mm-hmm. which is not good when you're, he, when you're that old. He's an old guy who loafed through an entire season. Yeah. Why do we think he's going to be this game changer? Now, when it counts, we don't finals MVP, John. We don't have we. It, it doesn't look good for the for the for the Dubs in this scenario. Well, let's go to uh, let's switch it over to the worst thing, the cream of wheat, worst of week, opposite of steak and eggs. What's your worst thing? For me, I hate to do this. I know it's like against the the you know Twitterati code, but Doris Burke's post game question right after the Cavs seal the deal was reprehensible. I didn't hear it. I had to go she back to work. She basically tried to put words in LeBron's mouth, like, how did you get... Pat, how do you do this with these bums surrounding you? <laughs> LeBron dodged it. it the best way he could by basically not acknowledging it. It was a weird question. I very undorous. want to come to Doris's defense, because it did seem so undorous, that I assume the producers told her to do it. I guess. Much like the Cassidy Hubberth, when yeah. I think it was Cassidy Hubberth, maybe it was Ledlow, who asked LeBron James, like, how do you respond knowing Greg Popovich's wife just died tonight? Yeah. And it was like, what in the world? Like, what's wrong with these people? I mean, I don't, we're not going to call it journalism because these people aren't journalists. They're sideline reporters. 
But it was like gotcha journalism. It was horrible. It was, it, it's, it's, it was like Corraldo was on the court. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I feel hey, like LeBron, it, congrats. How do you do it with these bums? Huh? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's also the unintended consequence of not letting Doris Burke be on the sideline call, like like mm-hmm. in the booth as a color commentator. She's so much better than all the people who were doing it. Mark Jackson, who uh, I hope all NBA front office people who think about hiring him when he was kind of pointing out that two for ones, he didn't like them, like end of quarter two for ones. He's like, that's a bad shot. And then uh, I believe the, Mike Braden was like, well, they're going for the two for one and the, uh, and the, the math makers will tell you that's how you get that's the better play. And he's like, well, I don't like it. Much like Reggie Miller, uh, Reggie Miller, when Clay Thompson got his third foul, saying, well, we won't see him till the second half. Good what? Lord. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been watching? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, could have very easily been my worst because the unholy trinity of Marv, Reggie, I, I mean, you got to throw Chris Webber in there this time, too. And no, I've long, great. long defended Chris Webber and enjoyed Chris Webber, but that, that listening to them call the game was abject torture, and they couldn't even decide whose side they were on at right. the time. Right. They were back and forth on the refs, back and forth on who was being favored by the refs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just made for uh, unintelligible basketball commentary. So, yeah, something silly. I don't know. It's random. Could be, you know, not. It, is it the worst? It, it could be the worst. This uh, is your worst, yes. Yeah. Steph Curry has played 98 minutes, scored 63 points on 52 shots since his last free throw attempt. Oh, it's not many free throw attempts there, Chuck. No, Boy, no, howdy. No. He hasn't. Yeah, it's almost none. Boy, howdy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Air Gordon shot more free throws in the series and, and Curry and Clay combined. This you know. is, Chuck, right into my worst thing. I know. It's the complaining, one, about the referees, and two, about the games being fixed. Listen, I love the idea of games being fixed. So does John. I love a good conspiracy, but... Keith's about to be really wrong. Is, <laughs> is, is the conspiracy that the NBA made the home team's rims? Like, do they have, like, maybe a little device, add a little extra vibration? These teams missed all their shots. Oh, yes. Yeah. The um, Celtics and Rocket. Rockets missed 27 straight three-pointers. In a row. Which is incredible. Make your point, but then we have to just talk about the game. Playoff record. The game sevens. 27 well, the threes. Ga- so the game yes. sevens, people seem to be very upset about the officiating. Some of this goes to it's the... Scott stuff. Foster effect. We were talking to... We were talking about the announcers being so bad. Right. There would be fewer people super upset about the calls in these games yeah. if the commentators knew what the NBA rules were. If, if Chris Webber could just take some time with an NBA rule book, just take a good a, a seven-minute break from whatever it is he does and just read that rule book, there would be so much to gain. I don't understand why the NBA has made all these efforts to close the communication breakdown between refs and players by sending Monty McCutcheon around to the teams to meet with players and all this stuff. Just put commentators on the game who know what the NBA rules are. Like, they're yelling this stuff like, that's a three-shot foul, that's a continuation foul. It literally isn't. These are not fouls. So I think the people getting carried away, yes, there were missed calls. There are go- always going to be missed calls. Uh, also, sorry, one more time. The, the idea that a, that a fan base is outraged over referees costing them a game when one of the primary offensive weapons of the Houston Rockets is to trick a referee. 
Right. If yeah, but you can go I'll, around and talk about Katie's rip through no, move. No. Also, everyone does it now. Everyone, everyone does these right. rip throughs, and everyone's going to be doing the James Harden thing. Right. So as long as NBA teams make it one of their tools to trick referees into getting three shot fouls, two shot fouls, if the goal is to deceive these guys, they're going to be deceived some of the time, and they're going to miss other calls. As right. long as we accept it, we're trying to trick the refs. Guess what? The refs are going to make a ton of mistakes. Sure. If, if but NBA there were definitely moments fall. in that game where they were not calling big calls, blatant f- calls, because they were like, "We're not falling for the head snap." Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. So, so that's the thing. Everyone was upset about Marcus Smart, right? Like, like the Holy Ghost hit him in the face. Marcus Smart gets elbowed in the chin on that play, right? Just right. yes. The reaction is later. The referees got that call like co- like correct. Like he he got elbowed. Well, I think you're almost complaining about something different. I feel like you're complaining about the effect that instant replay has led to. No, I'm really not. I'm complaining about everyone saying the refs caused these games, the NBA is rigged, when nothing in the game sevens I thought was super weird. But I think think if they don't slow everything down, and especially if the announcers could just acknowledge that this looks worse on replay, then we wouldn't have these. Because what's happening is, and I think a lot of it does fall on the announcers' shoulders, and it's not just Chris Webber and, and that crew. And they just look at the replay and like, oh, how did he miss that? Well, I'll tell you how he missed it because it happened really, really fast. Right. Right. Or you say, this guy was standing at midcourt. This guy is this this guy is watching this. This like, right. So like the the biggest what I thought people again, this is a weird subset of information. Like based on the cross section of Twitter I saw, right. the most egregious missed calls in the Rockets Warriors game, people were real upset about a moving screen. By Jordan the Bell. Jordan Bell one, yeah. So, well, I think they were upset about that one because the call went, ended up going the other way. Right. So, like Steph Curry gets a, gets gets a um, gets an open three because of a moving screen. It was a moving screen. However, James Harden puts both of his arms around the screener. A lot of savvy guards like James Harden, when a guy sets a screen, put their arms around a guy and pull the defender to make it look right. like a moving screen. So, if you understand, that's a trick NBA guards do to get a call in their favor. He didn't get the call this time, even though it was a bad screen. That acknowledges that. So, that, so for me, that's not even an egregious missed call. That's just a comment like, yeah, but so, that, that could have been a call. But something you're doing that I think uh, undercuts your argument is to, well, I feel like you're trying to strengthen your argument by pointing out specific calls. But yeah. then by doing that, you also leave out stuff like Kevin Durant putting both arms around Clint Capella on an obvious M1 that was not called at all. And if he had yeah. missed the shot, it wouldn't yeah, have yeah, even yeah. happened. Like calling yeah, yeah. out the specific. So I think you have to look at things in a larger way, which, for instance, I'm fine with. Chuck did mm-hmm. yeah. when he brings up Steph Curry. Now, this doesn't help because I assume you're talking about this Twitter subset. I assume you're talking about Rockets fans being mad about the officiating. Well, even, and even Warriors fans, even Fran Fraschilla is making yeah, weird that, jokes about it. <laughs> if you want to get mad and if you want to have an asterisk on your thing, Let's look at Chris Paul's hamstring. Let's right. not do the officiating. It's yeah. sad. Curry's 81 drives were third among all players in the conference finals and only got two free throw attempts right. on right. all those drives. So, I mean, I don't think the refs, and again, these games did not come down to fourth quarter like egregious Mike Bibby getting punched in the face. And, and, and whatever. For That was my point. Steph didn't make a free throw or didn't get a free throw attempt. But the free throw disparity isn't you know that great. It's 110 to 118 in uh, favor of the of the Rockets. I'm just saying right. that Game 7 is going to have crazy crazy calls. There were crazy calls. The Rockets missed 27 straight three-pointers. That's the ballgame. That's also, the ballgame. And also, shouldn't the Rockets get credit for playing good defense and not fouling? They played right. incredible defense. And also, I, I'll piggyback on your thing. The worst thing you can do as a basketball fan, shout out Slack Daddy Sam Wilkinson, 
is just blindly point to foul disparity. Right. It's almost it's it's right up there with rebounding margin mm-hmm. as a sign that you do, you don't understand what you're watching. Let's let's talk about. Well, did you did you? What's your worst, John? You did it right. I did it, Doris. You did Doris Burks. But so, I look, can we talk about a larger worst that encompasses? Those were the two weirdest exact mirror image game seven nightmares. Right. That was terrible. How no. how can both of these have ended the exact same way? How right. did it? That, that's that's the question. It feels like this is the dream scenario of old fat. People like Charles Barkley saying, and that's why you can't win with the three-pointer. Well, and his- How did that happen that both teams missed all their shots? Yeah. Well, it, what's crazy is th- in the duration of the Western Conference Finals, uh, the Warriors made 48 mid-range shots while the Rockets made eight. All else, all other uh, shots and were pretty much specific. And so many of those mid-range equal. shots were, seen, were terrible. Right. I got so frustrated watching the Warriors. It seemed like Kevin Durant was murdering the team. He could not get a rebound. P.J. Tucker was destroying him on the, the glass. And then he would just pull these crazy pull-up iso ball. I was sitting there watching, thinking, like, you know, you, you can take the Durant out of the Scotty Brooks offense, but you can't take the <laughs> Scotty Brooks offense out of the Durant. But yeah, it's, it, it's pretty well it, it, it trained work, into him. And it ended up working for him. Like, like the Warriors, despite because of all the missed shots of the, the Rockets, their ISO ball, I never felt like the Warriors got clicking. They just they got clicking from pull-up threes. Right. Like, like isolation. Like, do we think there's anything to well, how the do you feel and the Celtics missing all the shots? After last week, and you were really after, like, oh, look, this is, you know, you were anti the people who are saying how horrible the basketball is now. Oh, that was pretty bad. That was horrible basketball. It was pretty bad. I mean, it was like, you know, c- c- like a bad college team on speed. Yeah. yeah, it was so torturous to watch. Like because the games were close, and it was a game seven, you were able to lend so much import to each and everything that was happening. It was still entertaining. Was it just? But, was it just the players collapsing under the weight of the moment? Well, let's talk about that. Also, I, I feel like there's something to be said. I personally think the Celtics collapse was so much worse than the Rockets collapse because at least Eric Gordon and James Harden, the two best players on the Rockets, were the ones missing all of these shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Instead of mindless jabberwockies like Marcus Smart and Terry Rozier sprinting to three-point lines and heaving rubbish. Terry, uh, Marcus Smart, like, after the game, uh, was complaining about being in extreme pain in his thumb. Don't shoot it then. Mm. Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris were the only two players off the bench. The Celtics played seven total players. Uh, they were Marcus Smart was one for 10. Marcus Morris was five for 14. Terry Rozier, uh, the last two games, was, was, two, was after going, I think, five for... No, we went three for 15 in game six and then two for 14 in game seven. I'm not even at the iShop. I'm just talking. I know, I'm man. Just I was about basketball. to say, are we already in iShop? No. So I got to say, and this could have been my worst thing. I mentioned it earlier. This is obviously bitter Grizzlies fan talking. Right. Don't they make the finals if they have Tyreek Evans? <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't a Celtics fan have rather given up their 27th pick in this year's draft and made the finals mm. against not making the finals? You're projecting because the Grizz should have just taken the second-round pick. <laughs> well, I, I mean, but that was, the, that was the impasse. I'm looking at the Celtics now like you played seven guys. Your guards shot I don't know, Tyreek might. 12%. Tyreek, maybe they could have gone for that 27 straight misses crown. Terry, the only guards to play for the uh, – Celtics in Game Seven. Can we just Terry go? Rozier, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart? That's a combined eight for forty-two. Can eight we for forty? Can we issue format and just go straight die shot real quick? No, and, I want to double back in all in all in all these. Um, I've in, got a fiending in all these games. Like the highlight 
Well, I guess this this will be the the biggest lead up to our international stack house of pancakes. We had some historic moments. Trevor Ariza, the first player in NBA history to play 40 minutes in a basketball game, attempt at least 10 shots, and go scoreless. Wow. The other players... This, this is getting us back to Trevor Ariza being the greatest eye shopper ever last this, year. This is not even a game of scones. It would be too hard. The other players in any game to attempt 12 shots and go scoreless, uh, it's only happened regular season or playoffs. This is only, not a game of scones? No, it's too hard. Okay. Uh, it's only happened 11 times. It's a playoff game. Trevor, no, no, I'm saying regular season okay. or postseason. Only 11 times in NBA history has someone taken 12 shots Trey and Burke not scored. It? No. Wow. Trevor Ariza, Aaron Gordon, Nate Robinson did in the playoffs. Zach Randolph back on the Trailblazers. Derek Anderson, uh, David Wesley, Tom Gugliano, Dino Raja, someone named Wilbur Holland in 1977. Chuck, this would have been the most gory game of scones ever. Quincy Pondexter's Uncle Cliff Pondexter. No, that's not real. And a man named John Gianelli. However, say what? Was he? A, he was uh, one Is of the. Is that the rockers. Teflon Don? He was one of the rockers, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> he's Marty Gennetti. <laughs> so based, so based on all that, we will now move to the awards segment of the program, <laughs> the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award, given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week we have two nominees. No, two. There are two nominees. There are two. Keith, you're, that was a correct slip. <laughs> there are two honorable mentions. Jalen Brown, five for 18. Chris Paul, six for 19. I'm sorry we missed you, Chris Paul, in the playoffs. Uh, there are four nominees, John. Nope. As they occurred chronologically through the week, James Harden in game five, a win. Five for 21, 19 points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals, six turnovers, two personal fouls. The first person to miss 11 three-pointers in a game without a make since John Starks. And not even close to this week's winner. And not even close <laughs> to winning. Marcus Smart, game seven, one for 10, four points, four rebounds, seven assists, one steal, no turnovers, two personal fouls. And not even close to winning. Terry Rozier, last week's winner, a person I thought who had this wrapped up. <laughs> in game seven... Two for 14, four points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, no turnovers, three personal fouls. And not even close to winning. Trevor Ariza, as I already spoiled, the first player in NBA history to go over 12 in 42 minutes, no points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, two turnovers, four personal fouls. In the biggest game and most important game of his life, Trevor Ariza churned out the worst performance possible it was in really shop history. Bad. Um, I, I that is clutch. To, I don't even have. I don't even have to talk about it. That is eye shop yeah, clutch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, un, unquestionably the worst thing I saw. I didn't ask you the very, very difficult game of scones. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. What is that sound? Let's go ahead and reward it. Reza, Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza. All right. Game of scones. In NBA history, regular or postseason. Okay. These are the players to go 0 for 10 or worse from three-point distance. Okay. There are 13 names of players who, in a game, ever have gone 0 for 10 or worse from three-point land. Three strikes, and you are out. I've already said Trevor Bur uh, Trey Burks. Let's make that my first. That works because Trey Burke is correct. Yeah, he's done it. 
Trey Burke is correct. Chuck, who you got? Saying Alex English? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fat Lever? <laughs> no. No, that is, a, that is a strike for Chuck. I'll I mean, obviously, with, not many. Yeah, it's going to be recent. These guys. are gettable. Yeah. Okay. These, these are good. I'm going to go with Antoine Walker. Antoine Walker has done it twice. Sh- Q's shimmy dance, if you guys can't see it, but I'm shimmying. You're up, Chuck. Uh, Gilbert Arenas. It's a good guess, but it's a strike. Ooh. Kobe. Kobe, no. What? Strike for John. Chuck is on the brink. Uh, at least three, at least four of them are still. Yeah. We're in this year's playoffs. Four of them were in this year's. But they didn't happen this year's playoffs, but right. I'm saying current players. JJ Reddick. No. Uh-huh. Chuck has struck out unceremoniously. Whew. Chuck, fat, John, fat lever wanna... was a fat lever was a tough one. I mean, I just I didn't know. I, this is hard. Uh, I'll do. Uh, you want to try a few more? Sure. Um, I'll do uh, James Harden. James Harden has done it four times. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, someone did it in this week's. Two of them happened this week. Um, uh, there have been some truly preposterous performances. Let's say uh, Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is correct. Yes. Uh, let's say in his game seven, Marcus Morris. Uh, not Marcus Morris. Oh, Our dang. other ones, Ray Allen, hmm. Raja Bell. Oh, who was the other one this week, though? Oh, the other one was Terry Rozier and James Harden. Oh, okay, gotcha. The other okay, ones this gotcha. week. Um, all time, the answers are Ray Allen, Raja Bell, Steph Curry has done it twice, Baron Davis, Kevin oh. Durant, Kyle Korver, LeBron? George McLeod. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And I would have accepted John Starks, oh, yep, even though we, we uh, already talked about it, and Kimball Walker. Ah, Kimball oh. Walker rounds him out. So that's a... That's that a, a lot of a lot of missed shots. That's a very enjoyable ice shoppy game of uh, thrones. So LeBron James, this is a, a final wrap up of Scattersman the Cover. Is, is this our parfait away? Let's LeBron James has won, has now made it to eight consecutive finals. Bill Woo! Russell is the only one. Do you that. know how many people, you know how many teams were in the NBA the last time anyone made it to eight straight finals? Like twelve. The original six NHL teams. Yeah, <laughs> it was ten. The Maple Leafs. Like the the, the last guys who the made Detroit Red finals <laughs> were were on the Celtics, and there was either eight or ten teams in the league. You wow. ever seen a Bobby Orr end to end rush? <laughs> so this is incredible, uh, and and he, again he's making it. I don't want to take a shot at Jeff Green. He made it with like Jeff Green. Easy, Doris. This is number two. Man, I, I just can't. Him making eight straight finals is so incredible. It's. But when and something, were, uh, it was, when something, uh, something incredible happens with regular frequency, it loses its uh, remarkability. It's no longer remarkable. I mean, to I me, disagree. it's just like we're just in this place where he's just there. We will never, ever uh, understand its uh, beauty until it's no longer in front of our face. You know, right now we, we, we are missing the glory of LeBron's absolute dominant terror. And he's, uh, you know... I think we can poop on them. Vegas can pick uh, Golden State as much as they want. Twelve and a half point favorites, gentlemen. Let me tell you, the man's got a shot. He could go for thirty-eight a game. This is parfait away territory, right uh, here. He's got a shot. He's in right. the ring with that so. team. Oh, we said this a couple years ago against the seventy-three win Warriors. The Warriors look like trash. That's true. I mean, a lot of it, you give credit. Last two games, Houston's Steph Curry's defense. run the offense more, and it's been better. I, What's Kevin Durant I, I doing feel, up there? I feel like, well, he's, he's Durantula. You got 
a team that cannot rebound. Correct. In the Warriors. Tristan can feast. They are sniping at each other. And the pressure now. Clay Thompson's the only dependable one. I feel Clay Thompson the uh, secret MVP. Clay's it. Um yeah. Clay's it hashtag. <laughs> are you like my par fadeaway is like a reverse par fadeaway? I'm not looking forward to this. This is a sour yogurt par fadeaway. Okay. Yogurt gone bad. I'm not looking forward. I instantly turned off like all coverage as soon as the game ended. A, the games were horrible, three point late misses manifestos, but really serve as a manifesto for like the Charles Barkley jump shooting teams argument pain. It's pain. It's going to come, right? I mean, it's hard. I don't know how you can't draw these awful conclusions. Yes, the teams that won are analytics-driven three-point shooting teams. But right. when you see the, the, the Rockets and Celtics both wash out in the exact same fashion, I'm not hitting any shots. What are the odds of that? both those Game 7s being the worst like that? Well, literally the odds of a, of a what was it, a 35%? Shooting team to miss twenty seven straight is twelve thousand to one. Jesus, I don't, I don't. Is that the spread in the game tonight? Twelve thousand. <laughs> game one. Yeah, uh, Micah Adams pointed out. Going back to that, uh, there were eight or ten teams when Bill Russell made eight straight finals appearances. Six of his seven teammates were Hall of Famers. Right. I mean, I don't know how much of those were just Iguodala level. Soon to be uh, Sam Jones Iguodala's. <laughs> Famous. Uh, my part. Mitch fa- Richmond and Andre Iguodala, wing of the Hall of Fame. My par fadeaway, something completely different. Grizzlies epilogue par fadeaway. I'm doing this mock draft. I was about to say, if you're, not, if you're not bringing this up, I'm going to. John, I'm, do- I'm doing this mock draft with some of the people on the, on the step back. I'm the Grizzlies GM. When, I'm getting the craziest trade offers. When you trade Mark Gasol just to put the fork in our friendship. Just send me a send me a text. Well, I want to know what you would do. I'm getting these trade offers. Like the Trailblazers want Mark Gasol for CJ McCollum. Ooh. They're just trying to totally transform. Like maybe the Cavs want Mike Conley for an eight pick and like some garbage. No, I can't decide whether to go the Chris Wallace. I'm I'm, I'm chasing the eight seed route mm-hmm. or a blow it up route. I'm getting enticing offers. So you're going. This is a nerd draft. This is a nerd. So Doncic won't be there. Doncic will be gone. Nerds will take him. Nerds will take him. I imagine Bagley will be gone. I think Bagley might be available. It's so nerdy. Um, I think. Unless you can get Bagley, I think you should have fun and trade down. See what you can put together. Trade down. Can you? Are you? Do you have the power to sign Tony Allen off the off the street? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think I, I think I step can do that. one. Uh, let's talk to the Kings. Let's talk to the Kings about giving them another pick. Pick for uh for what for Zebo for Zach Randolph for, for Zebo Vince Carter and Willie Colley Stein Dave Eager. <laughs> <laughs> I love Willie Colley Stein. I gotta say, there's a Bogdan Bogdanovich. Would you uh, would Nick you Kalafis? turn the thirty second pick into uh, an established player? Absolutely, I would. Look at this draft. Yeah, what the Grizzlies are not. I could probably get Courtney Lee back for uh, Jamichael Green and a thirty two. Yes, Easy. ma'am. Hmm? Are we chasing the eight seed or the, what are we doing? I think gotta, of the birth of your son and the point four second score. Right now, I'm <laughs> feeling a lot of sympathy to Chris Wallace. There's so many paths to choose. Yeah. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. He's having a nice plate of spaghetti and meatballs yeah. right now. I'm just having a nice Italian dinner. Over it's the corpse of a fan base. I don't think fans should listen to the media. They'd be happier. Mm-hmm. Uh, now yeah. We get the second best option of the first pick. We wanted the top three. The first of the top four would be the top. The Deucey Lucy. We got the double uh, We're playing five-card stud. Uh, <laughs> uh, aces are wild and fives are twos, all right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Grizzlies pick. Uh, what do you guys do with your two, your two days off? Before the finals. I didn't know there were two days off. I just thought it just no, started so, it again starts tomorrow. On Thursday. No. 
<laughs> I'm excited about watching this series. I think the Warriors are not looking very smooth. Obviously, they're heavy favorites. I want, I, I'm making you guys pick now, just so you know. Who you got and how many games? Keith, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm feeling worried. You don't get to spout Since all this nonsense. I am eliminated in the Patreon-only uh, Stone, Cold, Stone Locks. Cold Locks. I cannot win. I feel like Warriors in six. Warriors in six. I might be wrong. I'm always so wrong about these things. Chuck. LeBron does it. Flex nuts. Seven games. He goes into Golden State and he wins. Cavs in seven. The, the Warriors are going to go up 3-1 again. Who's going to stop LeBron James from getting to the basket at will every single time? Not a human being on that roster. They may send Zaza yeah, out. Jordan Bell, Kevon Looney, Kevin Durant, who cannot get a rebound. Three points are worth more than two points. It's, it, if he can drive to the hole and dish out to Kyle Korver all day long, I think you got yourself something. If Kevin Love's back, but if, if his head isn't. Corver's Cor- only playing if Simi Ojale is in, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But, um, I mean, there's, there's a, it's the best player I've ever seen play basketball, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I watched Jordan hit that shot against uh, Byron Russell. I'll do uh, uh, dubs in five again. I cannot for certain say who will win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you think so, Doctor? I have no idea who's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron pulls it. I'd be very surprised, and that's what I hope happens. It has been Cavs Warriors every year we've done the podcast. Mm -hmm. Every year we've done the podcast, I always point out I've I've picked the champion wrong at the Uh start of the playoffs. I picked Warriors start of the playoffs. Hey, okay. I feel like I feel like they look bad. I can't get over like they look like a mess. Okay, I know the talent. They look bad for them. For they're still doing the most insane comebacks every time. Absolutely, effortlessly. First team ever to be down in consecutive elimination games by ten at halftime and win. The gross thing about the Warriors is they get down and they don't even look panicked at all. No. Also, I haven't even mentioned it as much as I love dunking on James Harden. Right. James Harden collapsed in the second half of all these games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His shooting percentage after the first quarters, it just got worse and worse. I mean, I think he shot 20% on threes after game one. I had a theory about this, and it's just like me. I'm not trying to, you know, go into this man's life or maybe he's just, he just doesn't have the legs. Maybe just like not in good shape. Lots you of have, conditioning talk. You have you to know? examine the conditioning. So, like, you know, LeBron learned that in the finals against, uh, you know, Popovich when he had the cramp game. He went in and started spending millions of dollars on his body, so he wouldn't break down in the fourth quarter Guys, in the second half. Alfred Payton's hair was enormous, <laughs> weighing him down. Is it time to shave that disgustingly long beard? It's a beautiful beard. Do you, have you seen what's underneath? Yes, I have. Oh, my God. Stefan Urkel. He just, yeah, he looks like. He's got bad teeth, too. Real bad. Millionaires with bad teeth, and I've said it again, Reggie Miller, James Harden, fix your mouth, bro. You don't have to have that uh, bush. Maybe, maybe he's got the dental phobia. Oh, it's fair. It's true. He doesn't have any tattoos. He's get goofed up on that guy. Ah, see, I'm starting to feel for James Harden. Mm-hmm. He uh, is needles. afraid of. T- he's scared of needles, and uh, he uh, ultimately fails. <laughs> that about that about wraps it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, James Harden. Sorry, Celtics fans. Great season. Sorry, Rockets fans. Great season. I can't imagine putting myself in the. Rockets. It's a painful situation for the Rockets. Well, there's two. Uh, they were up by ten at half I of know. six and seven, and Chris Paul was out. Yeah, and they still only lost Devastating. by single digits, which is kind of crazy. Devastating. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening to this show. Uh, if you want to support the program, do that at Patreon.com/slash/FastBreakBreakfast. Hey, sign up for that draft app. I know there's no NBA drafts anymore, but uh, they got uh, what is baseball? What sports going on, John? Baseball. 
The they Las Vegas Knights are ruining hockey. And the Las Vegas Knights <laughs> are ruining hockey. So anyway, go to draft.com slash fastbreak. Use that code fastbreak. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Like us on Facebook. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNG. Fast break, break, man. You understand? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.